Hacks History, the podcast where we just took like a month off because we got busy. Um, a lot going on. <laughs> but we are back uh, with some new content for you. It is not yet time to do the space race. Turns out there's a lot of content there. And Jake and I just did not have time. You fuckers um, want Operation Paperclip. You will get Paperclip, but oh, you will be patient about you're gonna it. You're going to get fucking paperclip let me tell you you're gonna get that paperclip it's yeah. gonna be fucking beautiful You'll, guess and what it's gonna be the same paperclip that was clippy and whatever the microsoft be, word was publisher <laughs> who told you he could give you help can i is there a way that i can help you smuggle nazis into the fucking country yeah, you're like, hey listen this is clippy you know some of these nazis might be useful to you <laughs> But, so, today instead... Oh, God, I'm sorry. You know, we normally do a lit literature, but what we're doing today, we're going to dive back into Jake and I's school pass, and we're going to we're gonna go through some assignments. Now, I promise, yeah. this sounds really fucking stupid. Now, when it I, is. In my mind, it sounded beautiful. When I say it out loud, it sounds really fucking stupid, but in a typical act history fashion, some of the best shit we do is really fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. So, we're going to be reading out some assignments, we're going to be talking shit about each other's work. It might get a little like, heated up in this room, even though it's already a little heated up in this room. You know what I'm saying? That was yeah. <laughs> but we're going to be talking some of that stuff. So, Jake... Wait, you just turned into somebody's fucking dad. It's going a little bit of heated up in here. It's like, what the hell? What was that? Uh, Bill Cosby. No, 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 no. I don't want to be associated with that monster. The sad to see the heat. No, I'm it's I don't know. Oh, what happened to this cocaine and depressed your personality? All right, anyway. Anyway, so, um, Jello Pudding Pops. No, All right, fucking hell. All right, um, anyway, Jake, what's, uh, what's the first assignment, and when did you write this? Uh, okay. Monstrosity. So let's paper. start off with a little bit of context for me. Um, so I will be starting off reading mine. Lucas will tear it apart naturally, because Lucas likes to feel better about himself before I utterly take a shit on his doorstep of whatever jazz-centric trash he's Oh, it's made. not jazz. It's STEM, baby. I'm talking about STEM education. Oh, it's even better. It's even better. <laughs> Alright. So I will read mine out as I have it written. I will read no, no, it no, with... Hold on. What is this for? What class I will say it in for? a minute, but I'm saying I will, write, I will read this out as written, which and means I'm if I've made... I'm going to cut you off plenty of times. Yeah, no. As I have made any kind of mistakes or errors, I'm keeping that shit in. We're both doing that, by yeah. the way. So if, it, if something I wrote... sounds bad, it's because we wrote it that way in college and we somehow still passed and got degrees. And both of us graduated with honors, I think, too, as yeah. well. So we didn't just get degrees. We were honored for the degrees we got. Yeah, which tells you something about the university we came from. Um, so for this particular one, this was a History 290 class. I believe, if I remember correctly, this was African-American history. Now, I actually really like the class, but this was at the very beginning of my ability to write an essay cohesively. So, you'll be seeing a lot of me trying to pretend to be as smarter than I actually am. And later in the episode, you'll find out about what I like to, I used to call my five-hour technique. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to explain that one until we get to my section. So. Just mentally prepare the image of Lucas with just a t-shirt on with no pants on. That's just not how I wrote chubbing it all the way through a fucking essay for Russian history. Oh, well, you know. Anyway. <laughs> so. Catherine the Great, though, you know? It's, what? She was a baddie. <laughs> she had a little boo thing. Shouting at the fatty. I don't know what that means. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and you've lost me. Uh, so, this was specifically an essay where I took uh, James Baldwin and ta Coates's individual writings and uh, like reviewed it. each of them comparatively. And this was my essay to 
This was written in 2016. So, so first, first of all, James Baldwin and uh, Coates, you're talking about English uh, major figures in writing, right, here? Well, major figures in the movement of, I, I would say civil rights movement writing and, like, political reckoning of African Americans to okay. the United States. If, like, um, Ta-Nehisi Coates, I know one, I think, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the book that I do know, but I know James Baldwin. One Was of he his, a poet? Yes, he isn't. He kind of isn't. But I know one of his most recent books that he's written is literally, it's titled Not Your Negro, which is a very good book. That's the title he gave it, and he has the right to say that, Lucas, so quit giving me the fucking side eye. Yes, sir. Anyway, so Jake, without further okay. ado, let's go ahead and pop into this episode. All right. Let's so. take back it. Let's go back to 2016, baby, before COVID and all this other random bullshit. This is the year of Trump, though. So at this point in time, my existential dread was oh, just beginning I still had, to occur. I still had hope back in this year. Oh, man, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the orange fuckwit decided to destroy that. Oh. It was huge. Shut up. All right. By the way, what I'm, hold up, what I'm doing, Jake, is oh, I'm building Lord. a wall around our friendship right now. And I'm making you're building you, a wall around the making, progress of this fucking episode. On, and, is I'm what make, you're doing. and I'm making you pay for it. Yeah, I know. This will be a fucking two and a half hour long episode. I don't give a shit. Jake's my little bird. No, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> God damn. The, the listeners like, God damn, you prattle on and on. All right. And that's for both of us, not just you. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to start it like this. In comparing the two accounts of Baldwin and Coates, we find that the overall feeling and direction of race relations and civil rights since the Civil Rights Revolution and the 1965 Civil Rights Act have subsequently... Oh my, okay, hold on, hold on. Shush! How many times are you going to say civil rights in one goddamn well, sentence? let me finish it now. Hold on now. <laughs> have subsequently domestically remained unchanged since the initial spike in national enthusiasm that brought it to the forefront on the nation's attention in the 50s and 60s. I breathe, there was no comment. Oh my god. <laughs> This assertion can be defined in three right. sections. Political, stop talking, social, and economic. Are you still economic. in one sentence? No. That's a full paragraph. First of all, read that opening sentence again. I just need to, <laughs> I need to, I need it again. I need it again. Okay, we're going to break this one down. So, In comparing the two accounts of Baldwin and Coates, we find that the okay, overall... Okay, hold on, hold on. So that's, that's the first part of a normal sentence, okay? So you're comparing two things. Let's see if we can keep track of this one logically, all right? <laughs> that's the first part. <laughs> we find that the overall feeling and direction of race relations and civil rights since the Civil Rights Revolution and the 1965 All right, so that's Civil your first Rights mistake. Act. I'm already confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my writing is so bad. <laughs> Don't worry, man. Mine's not going to be much better. But oh, oh my, my sweet uh, Jesus Christ. So, I mean, I get what you were going for there, but the time periods... I, I just... What was your point in that sentence? What were you trying I, to say? I was basically trying to say... That there, oh my god, I I fucking don't know honestly. I think I was trying to talk about how like race relations the have race changed. relations had comparatively changed, but at the same time have not changed, and yet I don't fucking know. <laughs> they do the thing, but yet they don't do the thing. You want something that's gonna make you really fucking upset here, and it's Just making keep me reading, upset. Keep no, 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 no. Oh, I want to okay. point this one out. Right. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I. Okay, no, this one I don't think was as bad. I had civil rights in lowercase, civil rights revolution, I meant that genetic, uh, generically, and then I had 1965 Civil Rights Act, which was all caps, and then this part here, have subsequently domestically remained unchanged since the initial spike of the national enthusiasm. It just goes. It just oh, goes no. and goes and goes. Okay. Jake, transition words. You can give your readers clues. 
Fuck that. No, they need to learn on their own. You can take pauses, my guy. They exist. No, they don't. Uh, not, not for your writing, they don't. They no, no, not, not, not at this point, thing. they don't. Not a thing. No, no, no. So, uh, it would be logical to consider the two arguments of Baldwin and Coates. Baldwin's argument was proposed in 1962, which was proposed in 1962, stated that the way past what he considered, and he this is from the book directly, so he quotes it as the Negro problem, was for the black and white races to transcend their preconceived notions and fears. According to Baldwin, America, which he describes as both a country and an ideal, as a whole must overcome its narrow-minded thinking style by expanding one's perception and experience with the other race in order to become the fulfilled and honored equity that is trumpeted, or that it has trumpeted and now must hold itself to. Okay, so basically, he's saying that black people have to be equal for America to not be hypocritical. That's essentially what he's saying, right? Like, I think as a whole, both groups have to. It's not just black people. Yeah, but I mean, like, they have to be equal to everybody, and everybody has to be equal. And that's, that is, that's yeah. How, that's how America would be um, yeah. living up to the expectations that it says that it's trying to adhere to. Yeah. And okay. remember, too, I think within, like, Baldwin's that's case... That's a meaty fucking quote. You got, like, three sentences there, that one fucking quote. Yeah, I did. I don't know that how. That was a three-for-one deal for you, That dude. was a three-for-one deal. That's what we call the fucking supersize me. That's what we call the baconator, but we call it the coordinator. Sadness. To contrast... I'm just going to walk out. <laughs> Coates' assertion is that America's race problem still exists in the 21st century America in the... Oh, my fucking God. In the 21st century America as he views both ends of the social spectrum. On one end, the fear of the streets and the street mentality of Western Baltimore... In which okay, hold on. You just said the fear of the streets. <laughs> the fear of the streets and the street mentality. What the <laughs> fuck are you? That sounds racist. I'm not going to lie. The fear that of sounds the... bad. No, it's just got an overarching fear of fucking infrastructure is what it I mean, is. People don't understand how funny just you saying those words is <laughs> or writing them. It, growing up in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, oh, in a town God. of 20,000 people, and you're talking about the fear of the streets... <laughs> Like you were I was trying like, so hard. Like you grew up in South, South Chicago. I tried so hard. The fearless thing. I just think that I said That is fucking amazing. Honestly, this sounded stupid, but this is getting better and better. <laughs> I have no idea. What other stupid shit did you say next? <laughs> Oh, also, By I mean, the way, I, I neither fall- of us are. I wish to point this out. Neither of us are making fun of the ideas. That we were basing it around. No, we're making fun of the fact that neither of us knew how to fucking communicate in college that was not while, right. while we were getting fucking degrees. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> the educational system's broken. I'm just saying it now. In which he consistently refers to the overhanging notion that someone else could control and slash or destroy one's body at will. This threat could come from both the police. I did that in caps like the fucking wait, wait, band. Wait. You wrote police in caps? Yes, I said the police like the band. It's not <laughs> message in a box. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. You fuck. can tell we haven't done release in a while because we're just fucking... And the people who lived on those streets created and adhered to these social... You, okay, you act like the streets are like a fucking suburb of like... I think what was happening was I was trying to take it from the book he referenced the streets because he was from Baltimore. And I'm like, well, what better way than to just say it directly? And I'm like, what, what, fuck what, me, this is what, bad. What better way than plagiarism? Jesus Christ, these fucking professors should never have let me get a degree. I, 
I mean, oh, man, the streets. The please, fucking streets, my please guy. Please tell me you said it 70 more times. It's oh, we'll killing see. me. It's killing me. Oh. On the other end, he describes what he refers to as, quote, the dream. <laughs> that was in all caps. It was literally from the book. You that did not write that in all caps, did you? No, no, not in caps. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, all right. Which he describes as an exit... Oh shit! Sorry. Which he describes as an exclusionary fantasy for for whites, enabled by and largely ignorant of their own history or racial racial privilege over African Americans See, and racial suppression. That's a good sentence. That right there, that shows some promise. That shows you know how to write a little bit. I'm believing. I'm starting to believe. You got me believing. This ain't do the right thing, fucker. <laughs> this isn't freedom writers. We're not gonna do that. That's no, not no, how that's going to work. I was complimenting what you said. It's just because... Oh, I'm, no, it always sounds underhanded gonna, when you say I'm, it. No, no, no. I'm going to be equally... No, 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 no. I'm going to be equally bashing it, but also complimenting it when you make a good point like that. Man, I will just be mostly bashing it. <laughs> that was a good point. Anyway. Anyway. In, let's get back to the good stuff. In relation to the... Probably, how many pages is this? Four. Sweet. Page two, let's go. We're three, actually. <laughs> oh, page three already? Oh, we're at three. The fuck? No, you're right. This is page two. You're right. Okay. All right, all right. We're not skipping page two. I don't know what you wrote on page two that you don't want to read. No, I just assumed we were on page two. On air, it's happening. It's happening. And I would walk 500 miles. (laughs) (laughs) And I would walk the streets of downtown Stevens Point, and I really... I know the fucking streets. You don't think I know the streets? You don't think you know quality when you see it? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway, in relation to the... Build back better numbers. Fucking Christ, can I please start? (laughs) Yeah, you can. Okay, in relation to the overall assertion, what that is, I have no idea, the political aspect of civil rights relations... You started a paragraph by saying... You no, 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 I, something that, you didn't no, 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 I said that, but then I was thinking, not thinking out loud, like, I have no idea what that meant, the overall assertion of what. But the, I just love that you used, you referenced an assertion that nobody knows. Like, you, you're like, the assertion I, that I, you clearly know by reading my paper. I don't think it was that. I think it's that I referenced it, but didn't state it simply enough, because remember, you have to write, like, your listener and or reader is a fucking idiot. I already don't understand what this paper's about. That's fine! That's the point of the episode! <laughs> I'll blow the levels out, I don't give a fuck! <laughs> anyway, oh Jesus. Yeah, All right. right, listeners, uh, Jake uh, uh, wants uh, to make you bleed from your ears. Alright, Jake, tell us more about this magical better assertion. Better than bleeding from your ass, let's be honest. Tell us more about this magical assertion. Alright, in, in relation to the overall assertion, the political aspect of civil rights relations in America has changed as compared to the way it was in the years prior to the civil rights revolution of 1965. But has and there done, have been, has and continue to be, <laughs> African Americans in all the branches of the federal government. It is a fucking long-ass run-on sentence. Man, you really believed in equality, too. Damn, you really thought we were close. <laughs> like, uh, and I say that sarcastically, meaning that we definitely need to be better, but, like... What do you mean I assumed that we were achieved equality? What are you no, talking about? you didn't say we achieved it, but, like, you were really starting to talk, like, oh, look, we did this, like, we did that. <laughs> oh, God. I just... Well, hold up now. You, you're taking it the wrong direction. Okay. However, this idea is misleading, as Coach oh, states in a rather charged manner. I don't know why I charged. said that. Well, charged isn't bad. Okay, that these people were con- were considered as no more than sentimental firsts in school textbooks, i.e., first black five-star general, first black congressman, first black mayor, etc. To which I have the number forty-three in parentheses, which is some kind of reference to something. Um, well, if you want me to make a salient point for a second, no. 
Go ahead. A lot of people, like, in those days, a lot of the white people, like, in positions with those first that were blacks, um, like, politicians. Yeah. And I say blacks not to be, like, the flame oh, No, 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 just, um, yeah, 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 no, no. But, like, they would assume, they'd be like, oh, well, this is, this guy's, like, the token black person. He's just we fixed good, it. He's just good for optics. Like, he's not actually going to do anything. Yeah. Like, he's just here to be the token black person. Which is awful, and I do not believe no, that's that. The reality that's like, of that's the what people assume that was going to be like. That was the reality of the government yeah. post 1965. They were like, "Oh well, it'll make the government look better, and we'll, like it'll, it'll shut help them our, up." Was it'll help our approval ratings and stuff like that among black people, but like they're not going to do anything. Essentially, is what they're thinking. Like, oh, you just be here, you'll be like a figurehead. Pretty much. I mean, when you think about certain things, like I mean, the first first African Americans to be part of the federal government system that was part of like the whole. Um, affirmative action process from 1965, most people, most white people basically, like Lucas said, saw it as token, but also I think saw it as just a means of shutting the African-American population up. I mean, it's not, fucked not, up in so yeah. many ways. Yeah, but basically to say, like, you, we did it, we're done now, it's fixed. Sorry, it's I, not fixed, I just, it's fucking I just wanted, stupid. I just wanted to make that salient point while we were there. I, know. I, I didn't You're know nothing I, but salient. That's not true. I wish that was the case, but I'm way too much of a goofball to be salient 100% of the time. Okay. Also, you know what's not you know what isn't salient, but it's delicious. Salt. Culvers. Welcome to delicious. That's where that's where we're going after this podcast. By the way, so oh, I thought we were being sponsored. All right. <laughs> no, we're just gonna go after this podcast. Free sponsorship, Culvers. <laughs> oh, so why this view might not be wholly agreeable? It is a logical point that progress of civil rights in America should not be registered in the public conscience as merely recognizing these people as an honorable mention. Just as it shouldn't be assumed that by merely having a black president, does that mean that the problems of racism in America is solved? Our, our solved. Our Our. solved. Not our, our. Our. Our solved. Like the fucking pirate. (laughs) God damn it. We need to not take all of our fucking cues from the last podcast sometimes when we do. Hold on, hold on. Don't even, don't. don't. Why couldn't the kid get into the movie? Why couldn't the kid get into the movie? Yeah. Because it was rated R. What does that have to do with pirates? Uh, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> God damn <it>. Anyway. <laughs> oh, one more, one more. All right. One more that oh, I read. One more that I read from somebody. Go, go, it's not go, a pirate go. joke. But, uh... Rape? What? Pirate joke. <laughs> no. No. Um, why did the, uh... What happened when the goldfish went bankrupt? What? What happened when the goldfish went break? Now he's a bronze fish. Kind of racist. All right. No, um, it's not. It's fucking precious metals anyway. Keep going. Cool. Um, it's precious metals, semi-precious metals. Um, okay. So I will say that much though. That later sentence is okay. I I like it. I think at the time when we were still on the, because this was probably I was probably taking most of my fucking anger out in this with Trump being the president. And, yeah, you were just depressed at this point. You're like, I'm really going to write the best. No, I'm just gonna... venting. Jake was like, I'm going to vent about all the problems we have. I'm going to fucking vent like a motherfucker. All right. Um, economically, we find that the overall inequality between whites and blacks is exemplified in Coates' childhood home in western Baltimore that was starkly different from what he would constantly refer to as, quote-unquote, the dream, in that it was what people in his similar environment were exposed to throughout the, through the media at the time, and which, in his case, he described as being in almost in another reality, one <laughs> completely different from his own, and the realities of those around him. Oh, no. 
They put prayer. I put commas in so many bad spots. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. You, you didn't know how commas worked. Let's no, I think this is like a, before I'd really taken any serious thought into the writing part of it because. Let's be honest, at our high school, God love them, they tried, but fuck, I was, there was a lot going on with me. They had to figure out a lot, um, they didn't get it all. Yeah, I didn't even, in high school, in middle school, I barely fucking knew who you were, like. Yeah, I know, because you were too cool for me. I, no, 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 I just thought you were so obsessed with ships that if I wouldn't have known the ship talk, I couldn't have talked to you. What the fuck? <laughs> if I, I have a human being I, with if, other interests, if, like I could, if I couldn't talk scooters, it wasn't going to be a friendship. Well, that's it starts. The schooner talk, and then from there we talk about how we can explain the intricacies of racial equality in the country. The first schooners. The first schooners. I need to test you out. I need to know how you slide. Are you a Brigardman or a whatever man? I hate this. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Alright, um, where the fuck it is? Okay, here we go. From a first-hand account like Coates, we can assume with some static assurance that the economic playing field for both races was starkly uneven. Usually, patronized... What? Patronized? Well, no, no, no. It was starkly uneven, comma, usually patronized whites over racial minorities. Oh, I see. And while the 1965 Civil Rights Act is meant to be a legislative protective measure in perpetrating and avoiding racial... What the fuck? The church, what? It's racial discrimination in employment and the workforce. Comma. It doesn't oh, mean that it is going to... that was a lie. It is not over yet. It doesn't mean that it is going to be adhered by everyone or anyone unless the federal government effectively enforces their own rules. I mean, you made some good points. What the fuck? Your massive problem at this point in time... Run on start, sentences. Yeah, you don't know where to stop your idea and how to organize no, it. No, I really don't. Jesus Christ. I mean, to be fair, you did get much better with that, but right here, man. Fucking not there, man. Not there. Not there, man. We see this series as a sort of redemptive arc, in which case you watch me and Lucas fuck this up at first and get better over time. Much like the Freedom Riders film. <laughs> you want to shake it? I just get really pissed at our previous rights. Anyway. Page three of four. Page three. Okay. Socially, Welcome to page <laughs> Fucking Christ. Not just being an asshole. Socially, there is obviously still discrimination amongst among in oh god among and inequality between blacks and whites, as example comma as exemplified by both Coates's and Baldwin's narratives. Period. According to Coates, comma, just going to add the comma so you know where this is going. The social divide among white America and black America is sourced from the disconnect of historical consequence and responsibility that appears between whites and blacks, comma, reinforcing the idea that whites cling to the idea of a dream that whites embrace, which serves as an escape from the historical indignities that they are guilty of administering on other cultures. Period! I mean, yes, that was a good point, but... Again, sentence structure, my guy. Fucking shut your hole. <laughs> you know it's shit. I shall not be maligned. Oh, you know it's shit. It's so hot in this room. Here's the thing. I'll tell you what. I'll give a fucking preview for the next one. I don't have it for this episode. But the next episode I do, I'm gonna find my English 214 um, What the paper. fuck's that gonna do with history? No, okay, so... 
but it's about what the American dream means. And I had to cite a bunch of like books that we read because it was an American. Oh lit. yeah. And that was just me trying to philosophically talk about the American dream and what it was and why it mattered. I should. I'm find... gonna. I'm gonna find that because that's a lot like this bullshit that I'm pretty sure I thought was good at the time. But it was a bunch of shit. Man, I immediately have more respect for my professors right now. <laughs> They're like, God damn it. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, it could be considered that not... Okay, here we go. From Baldwin's perspective, comma, he states that the social disconnect between whites and blacks comes from years of justification for racism and discrimination along the lines of, a reli- oh, of religion, a social superiority complex, and pseudoscientific hearsay. Baldwin has consciously described that this is or this in his narrative as quote the slightly mad victims of their own brainwashing. Interesting. Of course, this shows the environment and time period in which Baldwin wrote his treatise. I used the word treatise in his sentence. Say something. I mean, I liked that actually. I liked it. Fucking shut up. I don't know why I liked it, but yeah, it appeals to the inner douchebag in both of us. All right, conclusively, comma. Oh, conclusively, <laughs> you motherfucker! You didn't fucking make any salient points, and you're you're fucking saying conclusively. <laughs> Both codes. Sorry, that was harsh, but that, that was deserved. You know that was deserved. <laughs> so bad. Both Coates and Baldwin exemplify the original. Conclusively. Conclusively. <laughs> The overall message that the inequality situation between blacks and whites in America is still, comma, overtly, comma, a problem, comma, and it should be understood that some legislation... Oh my fucking God! Stop, you gotta let me read it through, man. And a handful of black... Sorry. That some legislation and a handful of black political position holders are not going to spell the end of systemic racism and, comma, I mean, that was subsequently, just... comma... No, you don't need... <laughs> Stop any commas! You could have ended a sentence there and it would be good! There is a long road abroad. <laughs> what are you, fucking Neil Young? Yeah. <laughs> Like fucking Robert C. Frost. It's a long road ahead. For the country, if we as a society and ideal are going to uphold their own socio-political properties, and realize our our own external message to the global community as a vestige of democratic virtues and equality. I hate myself for thinking this idea. Why did I decide we were going to do this? Hold on, is there another paragraph? There is... (laughs) <laughs> oh, another paragraph, baby. Let's go. No, there isn't. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Okay. Here's the thing. You did make some good points. Your problem is. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> Damn, your sentence structure. Oh my fuck. Yeah. No. Not good. No Holy bueno. Shit. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> Alright, well, right, let's see this fucking shit show coming from you, buddy. Well, okay. So first of all, before I read this, I have to explain the principle. No, you um, suck. Let's just move on. No, no, no. I do need to explain how I wrote these. So, um, there was a time in my life where I like to boast how I could pretty much write an essay, five pages, okay? Five pages. Do all the research, restructure it, and write it in five hours. Five hours' time. You know what? I always now, that do sounds that with... like a long time, but Jake, you can attest. That's fucking fast. I wrote... Entirely too fast. I wrote a good one in four, but... Never a great one in five. No, no, no. But you did, you did the research before that, though, right? Yeah. I didn't. I wrote. I did the research and wrote everything. Five hours. 
So we're about to see the That's product. on you. We're about to see the product of one of my five hour essays. Okay, and speaking of which, I will be almost unmercilessly just critiquing your fucking spelling here. Oh, uh, you know what? That's that's fine. Actually, this one doesn't really have that many spelling errors. No, actually, you're one for communism. You misspelled communism about 18 times. That's because I just checked out at that point. You should fucking do that one next. <laughs> we'll see. We're gonna, yeah. You're going to do another one of yours after this. So we'll see. We'll see how it is. See how you like it. See how you fucking All right, let me bring it close so I can fucking stammer through my bullshit. Piece of shit thing that he's got going on here. No, hold on. All right. That was me ringing the bell for the fucking shit that you're about to hear. All right. Ring so this one bell. is for a political stop. <laughs> Ring his bell. This one's for... <laughs> you good? Uh, No. This one's for a political science class that I took um, that was all about education policy. Um, oh, God, no, I'm not reading this one. I took this, this is the, Jake, this was an Ed Miller class. Yeah? And I'm pretty sure I get full credit for this paper, well so. Well done. Yep. Ed felt so bad for you. <laughs> so, this is, uh, I wrote this apparently on the date of uh, October 1st, 2017. So, this is about STEM education. And I'm pretty sure I tried to roast it pretty hard. You tried to roast it, and you failed miserably. Well, you're about to find out. Let's go. Alright, STEM is an acronym most would associate with cells, i.e. STEM cells. Okay, stop right now. What the hell? What is that? You're so bad at this. I I tried to start, man. Introduction sentences are difficult. Ah, This isn't fucking as bad as your run-on shit. At least my run-on shit stayed on point and make a dad joke. Your run-on shit did not stay on point. For, let's be real. That did not. There what was no you? point in that sentence because it was seven minutes long. You piece of shit. Stem cells. Stem cells. Or more, such a pretentious or fuckhead. more simplistically. God damn it. Speaking the a stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a vital part of the anatomy of a tree. <laughs> That's a real strong way to bury the lead on that. Uh, Holy fuck. shit. More recently, the word STEM has become a main point of focus in the academic institutions of America. The acronym STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. The concept is that though the combination of these STEM yeah. subjects, or through the, com- through the combination of these STEM subjects, fucking up my own writing, students learn, quote, 21st century skills. Such as... Such as... Critical thinking, problem solving, effective use of technology, and information management. What does that mean, though? You just beers threw- as 2011. What? <laughs> That's my citation. Why they screamed beers as... To- oh, you did. <laughs> That's my citation. Oh, my uh, lord. In text. I'm going to read the in-text citation just for the fun of it. Much of the STEM movement is centered off of the belief that Americans need a more simple... simple uh, sophisticated understanding of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, or they will have an issue succeeding in the future. Parenthesis, by B, R, W, 2010. <laughs> the rationale expressed in the previous sentences may seem new, but the ideas, but the ideas has its roots <laughs> in much earlier American history. Okay, I want to just stop you there because I was listening and I do, st- I still don't know what the fuck you're trying to say. I'm trying to say STEM is popular. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're like a middle school level fucking justification. It's oh. like, 
It's like a world, man. <laughs> to be fair, if you had seen the directions Ed Miller gave to write these papers... It's like a fucking band! If you had seen the directions Ed Miller didn't give to write these papers, you would know why this is so goddamn vague. You can justify. That man did not explain. He just told... Oh, man, because he assumed you knew what the fuck you were doing. I did. There's some actual salient points in here somewhere. You say salient like you know what it means. The first known usage of vocational and technological connections in a classroom occurred in the 1870s. A teacher named Calvin Woodward had begun to employ the use of real-world manuals in his mathematics and engineering classes. Sanders M. 2009! Thank you. <laughs> Expanding on the word done by Woodward. It's not like I'm talking about Bob Woodward. Bob Woodward? <laughs> in the 1892 study. God, there's two commas. That's definitely not right. <laughs> oh, my God. Where? Done, where? where Bob Woodward, comma, 1892 study, study comma, comma. Done by Harvard Committee. Done by Harvard Committee. Jesus Christ. Further analyzed the concept of, quote, integrated instruction. Oh, my comma. God. <laughs> Stop. The goal being a simpler and more concise approach to the general education system in America. Osler E. 2012. <laughs> You're just going to read all my print. Fuck yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> As the decade turned and the 1900s arrived, comma, schools were noticing they had a problem with the amount of students whom... No, 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 not whom. Huam. <laughs> Huam were dropping out to pursue <laughs> other ventures. One possible solution to this issue, at the time, comma, was that schools should teach, quote, industrial arts in the elementary school year. What is that supposed to mean? That's not a fucking thing up for debate. <laughs> The idea being... It's an industrial art. Oh, the idea being this would encourage students to feel uh, their schooling was preparing them for their real-world careers. Bevan Scott, 2012. <laughs> but a half century later, another major shift would occur in the techn technology, educa yeah, technology education, education field. field. There you go. The Cold War and the Russians launch... Of the first successful satellite, Sputnik, in parentheses, focus the United States to reevaluate. Focus the United States to reevaluate its education system. Yeah, that's not a bad point. No, it, no focus, focus the United States to reevaluate its what? Education system, Sputnik, causing No, I understand your wording is dumb. Yo, you fucking stupid. No, well, guess what? You have this world event. Sanders Amp 2009. Uh, not yet. God damn it. This world event caused even students to view their studies in a different light. They could now see even students to view. I talked about like that students didn't give a fuck. This event would co this world event would cause even students to view their studies in a different light. God damn it. You know what? You you sound like a fucking like pamphlet from the early 1900s talking about how like students should wear long pants. Even the students say they should not wear the short pants. Even the students say punk rock is punk enough for you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell. Alright, move on. Gonna, Keep going. We're going to rage against the rage against the machine. I'm going <laughs> to rage against machines just in general. They could now see the direct impact their education can have on the fate of the country and the world as a whole. Jake? Sanders M. 2009. <laughs> the 1890s. Provide the rise of a new term to define, quote, industrial arts. I really fucking, I was, here's the thing. When I wrote this, I fucking was super pissed about STEM. So I just put everything in quotations like a fucking grungy 
college like a kid. Fucking L, like you had still industrialites. You've got that like really weird like past element of fucking like the high schooler would be like and like this school could just like die and I wouldn't care. <laughs> School's so dumb. The industrial arts classes were now technology education classes. At first, excuse me. Hold at on. first, simply changing the name of the subject didn't accomplish a goal or a great deal in the field. Presidency, Blevins, Scott, 2012. Another important name designation, comma, happened. Happened. <laughs> I said no. In the 1990s, when the acronym SMET was established by the National Science Foundation to serve as a broad definition for the technological education movement. Technical education movement. Yeah, thank you. No. SMET stood for Science, Mathematics, Engineering, and Technology. Eventually, the National Science Foundation would refine the acronym to its current form, or STAT. <laughs> Sanders M. 2009. Thank you. The National... You could just say I bid. It didn't fucking make a difference. The National... The National Academics Organization, comma, released a report in 20, 2007 called Rising Above the Gathering Storm, which may have helped fuel much of the current emphasis and attention on the STEM education movement. The report warned that American students were not on pace to keep up with the changing world. Cardenas Navia, I and Fitzgerald B, 2015. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, so in many cases... The roots of STEM education lie in the reaction, reactions major events in the world. Fucking God. <laughs> First, in the early 1900s, as a, as a response to dropout rates spiking, Bevin Scott, 2012. I'm going to let you take that one. Right. Later in the 1960s, as a response to the Cold War and rising stress, Sanders M2009, and then the present, a response to the growing arsenal of technology and innovation at our fingertips. Cardenas Navia, I am Fitzgerald, B, 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I had way too much fun with that. Uh, page three. <laughs> the modern STEM education movement is seen by many as a, as a necessity and a patient, a pertinent tool Jesus for the future Christ. of the United States. One of the main theories associated with the development of a STEM education is that the students in the 21st century are less able to learn from traditional forms of education. Instruction. Inst yes. No. The current generation can be categorized as, quote, digital natives. <laughs> digital natives. That sounds racist. Are you sure <laughs> you were supposed to say that? It makes me think of these, like, fucking people, kids. It's going to sound bad. It makes me think of, like, people in TP with, like, iPods. <laughs> digital oh. natives. How do I get my iTunes to sync up with the cloud? <laughs> I can do that voice. I know you I'm can. allowed to. I know you can. It's just so funny. Oh, right. God. There's so many people who are like, you can't do that. Okay, to be fair, you are. What fraction, David? Quarter. 25% still uh, alive. You, you fucking qualify. I qualify. I literally bare minimum qualifications, but I qualify. Hell yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah. Whatever you say, honky. The <laughs> current <laughs> generation can be categorized as, quote, digital natives. And I see it as requiring a different kind of innovative and technology-driven education than previous generations. Some of the major concepts from this, quote, new type of instruction include a focus on an abstract and creative problem solving with the use of uh, applicable technological counterparts. In a sense... Fuck me, whatever that means. I don't know what it means. In a sense, this type of instruction is meant to show students the way that they can use their technological skills 
uh, to work towards the solutions to real world problems. That's actually a lot. That's a good sentence. That one. That one was actually pretty good. I'm going to read that one more time just to make myself happy because the rest of it's just shit. Mm. In a sense, this type of instruction is meant to show students the ways, the ways that they can use the technological skills to work towards the solutions to real world problems. The assumption is also that this type of learning would, will allow the students to make connections between the different traditional school subjects and gain the ability to transform their multi-subject observations into an overall understanding that knowledge is never solely based on a subject matter. Okay, let's be honest though, that is a fucking run-on sentence right there. It was, but it did make sense. The assumption is also that this type of learning will allow the students to make connections between the dudes from traditional school subjects and gain the ability to transform their multi... Yeah. Oh, God. That's actually Beers not... Beers S, 2011. That's actually not a run-on. It should be, but it's not, because... That's all one subject. If I had, like, changed subjects, then That's it would have been. Point, yeah. But I think it's not ironic, because it's... It's not ironic. That was actually fucking coherent. I liked that paragraph. I actually didn't fuck that one up too bad. Now, see, this is in the point of my process where I started to make sense a little bit. Let's see if it continues. <laughs> no. A number of the main... Positives positive, effects. Positives <laughs> effects. Oh, my God. With the STEM-based curriculum. You gave this to the teacher, huh? Uh, I gave it to Ed Miller. Oh, you my read God. It. But the STEM-based curriculum is that STEM students are supposed to have career-ready skills by the time they complete their education. This idea... See, most of my mistakes are the fact that it's plurals and not plurals. That was one of my problems, apparently. And quotation marks. I fucking should have been put in jail for my use of quotation marks. You should have been word. shot. <laughs> shot by the fucking authorities. Shot through the quotation marks. Oh, fuck. That was bad. This idea can most easily be explained by the concept of, quote, human capital. The idea is that... I didn't need to put fucking quotes after I t every time I fucking introduced a fucking vocabulary word. I'm like a fucking goth English teacher here. The uh, idea that people themselves... Take that textbook and throw it away, man. <laughs> throw it away. The idea... Take those grapes of wrath and fucking throw it out the window. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The idea that people themselves have a value in the skills that they possess when potential employers look at them. It makes sense, then, that technological technology education in STEM or be at the forefront of the court human capital concept. Human capital! <laughs> yeah, I know. STEM, STEM education is making me sad. STEM education is... Well, you're going to have to deal with it. In a way that its intentions are to make sure the students of the future are knowledgeable and the new technological innovations and breakthroughs. In such a way, I should ensure that the, quote, human capital of the future of the students of America is up to par with an ever-changing society. Bevin Scott, 2012. Um... <laughs> Besides human capital, STEM is often cited as being the only option to preparing students the skills they need in a, quote, modern economy. Some of the skills associated with this assertion are adaptability, self-management, and systems thinking. Popping up with that fucking quote, highlight right these now. skills combined with the technological, quote, human capital. Scott Bevin, Bevin Scott, 2012. I believe to be... To be a, Two a major advantage. <laughs> Two a major advantage. It's a stem approach. Bybee, or whatever the fuck. Bybee RW 2010. Thanks. Finally, <laughs> STEM education is designed to be inherently multi-knowledge based. That means that students are supposed to have to apply different types of knowledge and make connections between them in order to be successful in STEM education. I didn't need to fucking say that twice. Fucking say it again. Do it. Let's go. Much, much of the problem... Uh, solving and connecting is inherently designed... Intentionally. No. Oh, Intentionally. Yeah. Intentionally designed so that educators have the ability to develop real-world problems in which the students can find meaning, 
meeting outside of the classroom. That's fucking dog shit. What's <laughs> up, fucking all right? It is through this perspective that students are expected to see the value in each of the STEM subjects, and not just for the particular subject that piques their, their most piques their interest initially. initially. That's a fucking word question. No. In other words, the STEM curriculum should make it easier for, In the, other words. for the teacher to answer the question of, quote, why am I learning this? Or, quote, why do I even have to know math as, if I'm a scientist? Oh, I thought, you, I, okay. I, thought I was No, fine. you fucking capitalized math. <laughs> I did. And the fact that students, students are learning the importance of and each scientist. subject... For themselves in the STEM learning process with the exercise of fucking crust. I've seen the constant connections of multi subject knowledge. STEM knowledge is intended to be adaptive to modern students, prepare students for careers, and force the students to connect knowledge from different subjects. Beers, S, 2011. Although much of. <laughs> God damn it, Although much of the conversation. It's not even like a pause. Although much of the conversation revolving around the modern day STEM curriculum remains to be positive, it's important that the curriculum be analyzed and critiqued as well. One of the main problem, one of the problems with the STEM curriculum is that given current uh, government circumstances, groups may try to appease the STEM requirements purely by, by, by purely to receive government funding with little to no concern over how the STEM program actually works. That's a good point. To be clear, to be quote, to clear. be clear, the quote, the quote groups... <laughs> Our education mentioned our educational groups were fighting to make it look like they're making like they make great strides in the STEM fields to secure the federal money available for making such advancements. Osler E, two thousand twelve. Okay, that's actually a good point though, because there are a bunch of schools out there that are like, look at my STEM programs. You want to give me some fucking grants, bro? Is that basically how our district does this shit. Pretty much, yeah. I was talking shit pretty much about directly about our district, but. Ayo. The practice of awarding government grants for STEM education is continued and strengthened in the STEM Education Act of 2015. The Act further supports and awards aid for advancements in STEM curriculum. Uh, United not... States enacting jurisdiction 2015. <laughs> on the surface, these efforts seem to be pure and genuine, but that is not the case if the groups receiving the money from the federal government are only facilitating Hollow shells are fabricating... Ho oh my god. I, I, I need to start to steal my keys. This is a fucking doozy of a sentence. Uh, on the surface, these efforts seem to be pure and genuine, but that is not the case if the groups receiving money from the federal government are only fabricating hollow shells of STEM programs in order to better position themselves financially. Alright. Awesome, E2012. Alright. Holy fuck, okay, we're still going. We're going, man. Another of the issues. And, the, and another thing. And with the STEM Why can't you get the whole plane on the black box? It's with the STEM education program. How do we get the Teflon to stick to the pan? Is that the program does not include any of the liberal arts, which much of this about which much of what a STEM based education will provide to a student is positive and career oriented. A lack of humanities base will be a, a, the issue. Where are you? Will be issue for the STEM for the strictly STEM student. student. Holy fuck! The sciences, comma, tend to be more concerned with the fact <laughs> and the cut and dry of society. <laughs> what the fuck? What mean does by that? that mean? I don't know. Which most of what happens in, in a life can be. Could, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! So specifically. 
pure... Okay, I was trying to have energy here. Consider it to specifically pure fact the humanities are what allows a person to understand the meaning behind why a specific thing happens in the first place. And there's the bias. <laughs> Essentially, the liberal arts are, or humanities... I'm not using quotes here, notice. Provide of the why. Of the why. Provide the why. This is not to say that oh liberal arts God. must remain completely separate from some education. Oh my Lord. In reality, they may they have more benefit together than they, than they do apart. Any good scientist, scientist must, comma, must see, see quote, socioeconomic side of their field. Any combination of knowledge How many more would bring pages? a perspective we're still going not right. seen in the modern education curriculum. Parenthesis, hey, Ian, 2016. In fact, STEM education and liberal arts courses have many useful applications when they're combined. The applications range from data analytics to the, in the museum field to my, oh, uh, implementing. My, implementing data science and liberal arts field as a whole. Right, I want you to just like take that sentence one more time. It's like this. And another thing. And they will see that both liberal arts and the STEM field, they work perfectly together. Like, you're a dad trying to get his kids back. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, uh, really fucking just coming out oh blind. The opportunities within STEM and within liberal arts. Um, when Where the, the, when two the two are, are combined, combined, comma, provide a great example for what education could be like. Cardenas Navia I and Fitzgerald B, 2015. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, education is a hot button issue in the modern world of innovation and, and educa- education, but it is not a new concept. Revivals in STEM education like movements tend to occur following major cultural shifts that provide uncertainty and among a seemingly ever changing world. That's actually not bad. Cardinia and Navia, I, and for Sierra, B, 2015. Uh, the, pos- the positives of STEM-based education aim to make the education, the educational system a place where students can learn and explore the possibilities of future careers. Bevan Scott, 2012. The negatives of STEM education aim to turn the discipline into an exercise for big educational groups to profit and limit the scope of American students to the to the easiest facts. <laughs> Holy fuck. Hey, I, Ian, 2016. Osler E, 2012. Wait, I was really fucking going... Going hard there, huh? If the career readiness and innovation of a STEM education meets an alley in this ever-challenging, <laughs> ever questioning aspect of liberal arts, the students of America would, would really be would really be ready to compete in a global market. Wolfson, Adele, Jay, Lee, Cuba, and Alexandra Day, 2015. And that's it. That's oh fucking, my that's god, it. what a and fucking slog. My bibliography. <laughs> oh, man, it, I'll tell you what, it exists. I don't want to fucking read your fucking biography. It fucking, it exists, man. Oh, man, it does. You should post that on the Facebook page. Fuck no. No one's going to have access to that paper. Not a goddamn bit, no. My dream is that uh, Navia and Fitzgerald will be like, fucking never do that again. Never never mention our fucking paper ever again. Never fucking mention that study. It doesn't exist to you. Alright, uh, what do you think, Jake? You think that was enough for the first uh, paper episode? Are we humiliated oh, enough? Or? About 51 minutes or so. 
You, you want to read anything more? You... I've got I've got one. Either we can do this is a Darwin's theory of natural selection outline. I tell you, what, we're going to save that for next yeah, time. Yeah, I so, think that's for the best. So we're going to talk Darwin's theory of natural selection next time. Lucas and I are going to talk shop now. Where can they find us, Lucas? Hold on, and we're also going to talk about what the American dream means because I also have a paper that I wrote about that, which I'm, I promise will be more fucking exciting than that STEM bullshit we just went to. Um. I yeah, Lucas, but where can they find us? <laughs> I'll tell you what, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. You can send us an email at hatchhistory101 at gmail.com. You can also reach us at Yahoo News. You, can, you can't. You really can't. Uh, please, you can try. Please go like and review our podcast. We appreciate please. you. No, um, we can't grovel. Frankly, if you <laughs> don't, we don't care. We'll do it anyway. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, we're going to try to not have as many long breaks, but uh, sometimes... Tell you what, life intervenes. I'll tell you what. Life finds a way. Doesn't mean we never stop loving you guys. Day in and day out. I was actually thinking about our listeners. <laughs> never gonna give you Never gonna let no, I can't do that. Um, and Rick Ashley says. Ashley says? Rick Rick At that's a Ashley, Ashley. Ashley, you're right. I'm sorry, Rick. Um never gonna give that song up. All anyway, right. we're gonna we're gonna bring this chain wreck of a podcast to an end. Uh, and we appreciate you all greatly, and we're happy to be back. And, uh, yeah, so, peace. Hello and welcome to the Least Haunted Podcast, a place where science, skepticism, humor, and anthropology meet to discuss all things spooky, haunting, supernatural, and sometimes just the plain stupid. Join me, your host, Cody Franks, and your co-host, Garth Von Onen. That's me. Hi, everybody. As we journey all around the realms of the paranormal sciences to look with a critical and skeptical eye at various and sundry topics such as spontaneous human combustion, talking mongooses, various frozen hominids, St. Elmo's fire, and the Mothman, and also an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation for some reason, and a couple scripted radio play holiday specials. So join us every other week for a fun and hopefully entertainingly informative dive into all manner of spooky and strange occurrences, people, places, and things. Nouns. Nouns. The Least Haunted Podcast. Because the only thing that's haunted is you.